Somebody's going to get the creative idea. Somebody's going to come up with that invention. Somebody's going to end up with it. Somebody's going to get it. Miles will be you. I mean, a miles will be you. Some say, well, I just don't like, uh, you know, talking all that. Listen, listen. You know, um, the world keeps doing what the world does because they have a platform to do it with. And the Word of God says that the wealth of the sinner is coming into your hands. We just can't get the Christian to do this. Amen. All right. So if it's coming into my hands, well, then I'll just, instead of doing this, or instead of doing this, instead of doing this, I'm going to do this. Then let's get it into my hands. Come on. Amen. So everything that we're doing with this, because we're shifting and doing how we're, you know, how we're shifting this thing with the offering and everything, the idea is to get us aware, amen, of what's ours. Grab hold of our promise. Amen. Stop letting the enemy win. Amen. It ends up being just another excuse for us. Enough of the excuses. Are you hearing me? Enough, you know, complaining. Let's just release our faith and let's get something. Praise God. Amen. So we can get this thing done with so we can go home. Anybody, anybody in agreement with that? Amen. Praise the Lord. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll go ahead and dismiss our kids and our teachers at this time. Praise God. Aren't you blessed with our Sunday school department? Amen. I think they've even been shifting that around a little bit too. And praise the Lord. I mean, my goodness. What they figure out? We're averaging uh, over 80 kids going into our, uh, on a Sundays, a week. Over 80 a week going into our Sunday school department. Amen. Sunday school and youth, I should say, and youth. Praise God. So, praise the Lord. That's a, that's a big group. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I tell you what, I've got some good things stirring in my heart. Anybody else uh, ready for something good? Praise the Lord. We are going to go to the book of 1 John. 1 John. A few of these verses are some verses we we shared a little bit, a little tidbit here and there uh, on Wednesday night. Amen. Talking about overcoming. And I want to go ahead and start there and then kind of kick into what we have for you here. and, And probably every week for a while anyway, be diving into this thing. We'll just see how far it goes. Praise God. But... I believe we're called to overcome. Amen. We are overcomers. Uh, you know, we're called to overcome and not be overcame or something like that. Or amen. We're overcomers and not underachievers. Come on, somebody. I mean, God's always taking you up. Come on, somebody. Right? I mean, we're, we're called to be overcomers. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so let's, let's dive into this a little bit today and, and then uh, kind of shift gears here, and, and uh, I believe got some, something good for you tonight, or today here. Praise God. So, 1 John chapter 5, please, verse 4 and 5 says, Whatever is born of God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be a whatever. (laughs) 
It actually, as you look it up, it is actually whatever. Uh, the Greek word pas, okay, which means every, all, or the whole, or as a whole. Amen. And how many know that anything and everything that comes out of God overcomes the world? Doesn't matter what's coming out of God, it's all part of that overcomer package. Come on, somebody. And, you know, and according to this, amen, you're a part of that. Amen. In fact, if you jump over real quick to chapter 4, verse 4, it says that you are of God, right? So that means, you know, that you're part of this. Amen. So you are of God, little children, and you, right, have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Back to chapter 5, verse 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, you know, greater is he that's in you. So you're a part of that, praise God. So I was thinking about some of this. You know, the word born, um, uh, which means to, it's actually where we get our word regenerate, okay, geneo, and uh, means to procreate, beget, or conceive, okay, uh, to bring forth or that which is made from. So whatever is made from, amen, or brought forth or conceived, uh, regenerated or procreated out of God or born of God, what happens? They overcome the world. Anything that comes out of God automatically overcomes. That's why you want to draw from anything that comes out of God. Because it's what overcomes. Amen. You're never going to be the loser if you're pulling from God. You're always going to be the winner. Come on, somebody. You're always going to have victory. You're always going to walk in success. Amen. Now, this word overcome, uh, nikeo, is a Greek word. Actually, its root word is Nike. Okay. But nikeo means to subdue, to conquer, amen, to prevail, or to get or to gain the victory. Amen. I like that, being a church called Word of Victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Pastor, you're always talking this overcoming stuff or this conquering stuff. Or what do you want me to talk? Doubt and unbelief? Huh? Huh? No, we want to talk faith and we want to talk overcoming and we want to talk uh, uh, conquering and, and uh, uh, victory. Hallelujah. That's what we talk. Praise God. Amen. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. Now, uh, you have seeds of greatness on the inside of you. So if you're of God, born of God, that means that you're starting pretty good. you got some good potential. I said you got some good potential. So on the inside, there are seeds of greatness. Now we know, according to Genesis, that you were created in His image and after His likeness. Come on, somebody. And you're called to walk and have dominion on the earth. That's never changed. Come on now. Amen. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you. Are you, are you hearing me? All right. You were made, praise God, to accomplish. You were designed to accomplish. Amen. You were designed. You were made for it. You were made to conquer. Amen. You were made to overcome. Are you with me? Amen. Uh, you are children of the Most High. Romans 8 tells us that uh, in verse 16 and 17 that uh, you know the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. So... You know, you have what it takes. Amen. 
Are you still with me? So you were designed to overcome. You were designed to conquer. You were designed to gain the victory. Amen. You have been, praise God, conceived and brought forth and made, amen, from God. We've also been engineered for success. I kind of like that statement. You've been engineered for success. I like that. Engineered for success. And uh, Philippians 4 tells us that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So you got to stop saying I can't. Smile real big at your neighbor. Say no more of that out your mouth. You can't say I can't. Start saying I can. I can do all things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because sometimes it's a, you know, it's a real temptation. Start talking about, you know, you start seeing in the light of your own strength or your own power, your own abilities, and you start thinking you can't do, you can't be, you can't accomplish, you can't conquer. But in God, see, you can. Praise God. See, you've been designed in His image. Are you still with me? Now, we're going somewhere with all this, but first you've got to settle it. All right? I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Somebody said, no, Pastor, you just don't understand. I was a mistake. Well, maybe the world might have said that about you, but God ain't saying that about you. And if you're a new creation in Christ, you know, that word new creation, by the way, means a new species of being. So if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you become this new creation, this new species of being where old things have passed away and behold, all things become new. Now, that's who you are. So you've been engineered for success. Amen. You've been designed to accomplish. Amen. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you because you have been born of God. And whatever is born of God gains the victory. Whatever is born of God overcomes. Whatever is born of God, what else is uh, it prevails. Whatever is born of God subdues. Whatever is born of God conquers, praise God. You have been born of God. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, what are you down about then? Amen. So you have to settle it, praise God. Amen. I've been born of God. Now, back to chapter 5, verse 4 again. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, the word victory here is the word Nike. Okay, As I said on Wednesday, you know, if you're going to name a shoe, I guess that's the right way to name it. Come on, somebody. But it means a victory. It means conquest or triumph. It means, I love this, the means of success. So whatever's been born of God overcomes the world, amen, and the means of your victory or your success, amen, the means of it is your faith, amen? So on the inside, you have what it takes to overcome, but the means of getting it, the means of your progress, your breakthrough, your victory, amen, the means of it is going to operate through your faith. Are you still with me? I'm just kind of taking it a little piece at a time here. Okay. The word faith, okay, for many of us in the house, we know this, but uh, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, okay, which means to believe in or something to believe, all right? It means something about being persuaded about or conviction about, 
It speaks of a confidence, an assurance. It speaks of a reliance and a dependence. Amen. So he says that your reliance, your dependence, your assurance, your confidence, are you hearing me? Your believing, your conviction. You still with me? Your faith is the means of success. So you've already been designed for it. You've already been called it because that's part of your identity is overcomer. So you already have overcoming ability, but we have to get your faith in gear because it's the means of the success. It's what causes you to walk in it. All right, that's what sets you apart from the world. So it's the means. So you're believing in this. So bottom line, what he's saying is this. We are overcomers, and our means of success is to believe it. you got to believe it. you got to believe you're born of God. you got to believe that the greater one's on the inside. you got to believe I've got the victory. You gotta believe that I'm an overcomer. You got to believe I'm a conqueror. You got to believe I'm more than a conqueror. You got to believe I'm a world overcomer. If you don't believe that, we're in trouble. And then what happens, the world just keeps running you over, even though on the inside you have everything it takes to overcome anything you face. Jesus said, I don't think I gave him this verse, but in John 16 and verse 33, he says, in the world, you know, there's tribulation, there's pressure, there's trouble. Things are there. It's, it's out there, all right? And, uh, you know, it's not, this ain't your refrigerator verse by any means, but, but, you know, it's out there. But he said, you know, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And you think, well, well, that's easy for you to say, Jesus. What he's trying to tell you is, listen, I'm on the inside of you. And I've already overcome this. So you just kind of, you know, buckle in, hallelujah, and start believing and start pressing in, amen, and the overcomer starts coming forth, amen, because you're an overcomer. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you're an overcomer. Come on, give him praise like you mean it today. None of this sissy stuff. Come on now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, verse 4 again. And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes. That Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Is there anybody in here believing they're going to heaven? Yeah. All seven of you. Is there anybody in here? Uh, maybe I got to do an altar call. Is there anybody in here who knows they're going to heaven? Amen. Hallelujah! Does that excite you? Yeah. Now you're not going today, but you should still be excited about it. Come on now. So now, how many in here believe? They're going to heaven. Yeah. 
How many believe they're going to heaven? All right, that's a little better. Praise the Lord. Now, if you can believe that, do you know there's hardly, there ain't hardly, you know, there's hardly any verses in there. I mean, there is some, but there ain't very many verses in there that talk about you going to heaven. And yet you all believe it. Now you should. I'm not taking that away from you. But the point is, if you can believe that, then you should be able to believe any other promise that's in this word. If you can believe, amen, that you're going to heaven one day, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. If you can believe that, and you should, then you should be able to believe any other thing this word has to say. So he's asking, will you believe? Okay, let's back to verse 4. Okay, hallelujah. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our faith. This is what gives you the means of success or victory. All right? Now, the, uh, let's see, the message translation uh, it's uh, actually the New Living Translation says this, that we achieve this victory through our faith. Okay, and of course, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, which I'm going to get on here in a minute. Amen. So you keep hearing this word then faith comes. Come on now. You don't have to beg for it. You don't even ask for faith. You just take in the word of God and faith says comes. Okay. Are you hearing me? Now, let, you know, we'll see that here in a minute. But so we achieve this victory through our faith. The message translation says we are, uh, pardon me, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. That's pretty good. All right. The passion translation says for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Now, I'm going to make a statement here, okay? We're all called to battle. No worry, you ain't going to find it in here that we, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be a battle. There's going to be a fight. Are you hearing me? We're all called to battle, but what this Bible also tells us is that we've all been destined to win. So if we continue to believe in the midst of our battle, we win. Still with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans 8. Hallelujah. Have I ever told you how much I like Romans 8? Hallelujah. Probably I've never, ever told you that, but I just want you to know how much I enjoy Romans 8. It's probably my most favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Amen. My most favorite book is the book of Proverbs. But my most favorite chapter is Romans 8. Hallelujah. I think you could take Romans 8, get out there on an island all by yourself and make it. Especially if it's Hawaii. Hallelujah. No, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. But praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll leave that alone. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, hallelujah. We, uh, our means of success, amen, our means of victory, our means, uh, you know, of winning, amen, is going to be our faith. All right. Now we achieve success. Now here we go. By an unwavering resolution to not quit. 
So if you're going to say that I got faith to believe, which you do, because it only takes a mustard seed of faith right. to get the job done. So the difference in between somebody that's releasing faith moving forward and maybe one that doesn't is just the fact that they quit. Now, there might be a few other variables here and there, but for the most part, it's whether they're going to continue or whether they're going to quit. you got a fight on your hands. There's no doubt about it. There is a battle. There are things that go on. Some of you are going through things that nobody should have to go through. But you might be facing things. You might be dealing with things. And I guarantee you, every one of us in this room and all listening and watching by Internet, we all have our battle. We all have something that we're fighting for. Amen. Something that we're standing for. Something that we're pressing in for. Something, amen, that we're believing God for. Amen. We all, amen, have got something going on. Now, your fight might not be my fight, and my fight might not be your fight, but I guarantee you we got a fight on our hands. And the only thing that's going to stop you from gaining the victory is whether or not you're going to quit or not. Are you going to press in and believe God and get what you've already got coming to you? Romans 8, let's, uh, let's go up to like verse uh, 35, uh, talks about being predestined, called, and justified, and glorified, and God's with you, man, and, and then it says this in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, all right, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sore? Shall this stuff separate you? The word tribulation, by the way, just means pressure uh, from trouble. The word distress means pressure, mental pressure, actually. Okay? The word persecution means pressure from people. Regardless, it's all some form of pressure. The word famine means without sustenance. The word nakedness means uh, without provision. The word peril means uh, uh, your, your life's in danger somehow or another. The word sword means under judicial punishment. Now that could probably just about include everybody in the room. Somewhere along the line, when you start breaking it down, because you could be dealing with you know, provision issues, uh, you know, sustenance issues, you know, you feel like your life's in danger. You might, maybe, maybe some of you are under, under judicial punishment. The truth. Okay, so I could be, you know, you could be dealing with some of that. Uh, tribulation, you know, just pressure from some form of trouble or mental pressures or, or people pressures. You ever had people pressures? All three of you. Anyway, so it doesn't matter which one he's talking about. He just says, listen, if all this is going on, can that separate you from the love of God? From the love of Christ, I guess is how it's worded. No. He says, as it is written, uh, by the way, this is a quote out of Psalms 44. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, some people might read that, and that might be the refrigerator verse, because they'd rather play a victim than a victor. But he's trying to make a point here. You're always going to have some form of pressure coming at you. Just by making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you've opened the door for pressure. 
Just by making a stance in God, just by saying, you know what, I'm going to go to church. All of a sudden, here comes the pressure. Well, you know, I was going to go to church, but oh, this thing came up. Of course it did. It always does. Well, I mean, just, I was going to stand concerning this, but then this thing happened. Well, of course it does, because you made a decision to stand for something. Here comes the pressure. But are you going to be a quitter? What's that old phrase that says, you know, you know, quitters never win and winners never quit or something like that. I don't know. Some coach said that, I think. I can't remember. Air Bryant or somebody made that statement or something. And, uh, and that's the fact. You know, we're not called to quit. We're called to press forward. And when you make a decision to move forward, let's stick with it. Look at your neighbor and say, stick with it. All right. Now, he says, you know, all this is going on. It's happening. It's going on. But you're a victor, not a victim. Amen. So he says, verse 37, yet. In other words, even though all this stuff might be happening, even though some of this stuff might be going on in your life right now, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now the word uh, conqueror here, uh, the Greek word is uh, hupernikeo. Which means to vanquish beyond. Literally, I mean, it's like it takes it to the next level. It means to gain a decisive victory. It means more than conquer. So he says here, more than conquerors. Amen. Amen. He says, Amen. Praise God. Hupo Nikel. Vanquish beyond. Gain a decisive victory. There was no mistake in this one. We know who wins. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. More than a conqueror, praise God. Amen. For yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, praise God. Amen. For I am persuaded. Everybody say persuaded. persuaded. Give me a Kleenex right here. You know, I'll sit here and sniffle. About ready to stuff one of these up my nose just to stuff. Anyway, that probably wouldn't work good on video. Anyway, praise the Lord. Everybody say persuaded. persuaded. Now the word persuaded here, okay, means to be convinced. Now listen, are you born of God or not? Yes. Does God love you? Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. Okay, so Paul believed this. Amen. If anybody understood being in pressure or under pressure, Paul understood it. He made a decision, amen, to serve God, amen, to preach, amen, the kingdom, to preach, amen, the gospel, to keep moving forward, to go wherever God sent him. Come on, somebody. And yet, through all of it, the man was constantly pressured. Thrown in jail. I don't know how many times the guy got thrown in jail, but it was quite a few times. And uh, so this guy... You know, it wasn't like, you know, just something. They just went up to him one day and said, please stop it or you're going to get in trouble. He kept going and he got in trouble. He kept going and he got in more trouble. He kept going and he got in more trouble. He kept going and he got in more trouble. And he never stopped. 
He didn't quit. So now this man's writing to you and me saying, I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. Amen. See, most people say, well, pastor, I got so much pressure going on and so many things going on. I just, I just don't know. Then you're not convinced what he says. You're convinced more of that your pressure's going to dictate your life. You're more convinced or persuaded that that pressure you're under right now has more of a say in your life than what God says. Now listen, we're not condemning anybody. We're not mocking you or making fun of you. But what he's trying to say is this. You have to understand, pressure's going to come. It's there. And anytime you make a decision to move forward in God, the way you gain your success is through your faith. You're going to have to actually believe what you say you believe. You're going to actually have to release faith, be confident, be assured, have conviction, amen, that what you say you believe, you actually believe. Say, well, Pastor, why are you honest? Because I've seen too many times where one Sunday you're telling me how you're believing God and pressing in, and the next Sunday you've quit. And listen, we're going to overcome. Why? Because we have overcomer on the inside. Why? Because you are called an overcomer. That's your, that is your identity. And your means to accomplish that is through you believing. It's through you pressing in and not quitting. Amen. By sticking with it and staying with it, praise God. Sometimes the only thing that makes the difference between success or not it's just the fact you kept putting one foot in front of the other. Can I hear a big amen? amen? Sometimes that's the only difference. You just kept going. Amen. And that's what we're called to do is to keep on going, praise God. Now, granted, God doesn't want you to constantly get beat up and beat down all the time. So as you begin to grow and as you take in more of the Word of God, the more aware you become of who you are, who your enemy is, what you can do or can't do. Come on, somebody. But it's what God begins to walk you through and show you things, praise God. And as a result of it, praise God, you get better at it, 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 praise God. Your means of success, praise God, your victory, your Nike, praise God, hallelujah, manifests. Why? Because you're believing. You're not backing down. Look at your neighbor and say, you better get with this. Hallelujah. Now, persuaded. Let's look at that word some more. He said, I am persuaded. Amen. Anchored means assured of. Get this. It means induced to believe by influencing thoughts or actions. Huh. So he's persuaded. Why? Because he was induced. Something, something was said Something was done, something was proclaimed, amen, and he believed it. He was influenced by what was said. He was influenced by what had happened. In other words, not only God speaking, but how many times, let me ask something, has God ever done anything for you? I mean, let's just stop and think for a minute. Has God ever done anything for you? I mean, can you, if you right now just stop and think, you know, now we all know that's the answer we're supposed to give, right? 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to say, no. <laughs> Even though maybe inside and think, I'm trying to think, has he ever done? Most everybody knows to answer yes. And I'm glad you answered yes. That's the right answer. <laughs> but I want you to be assured of on the inside. Has God ever done something for you? Have you ever heard something in a message? You better say yes here. Have you ever heard something in a message that influenced you? Try this side. Have you ever heard anything in a message? Right? That influenced you. So has God ever done something to show himself strong in your life? Have you ever heard something that influenced you, praise God, and caused you to believe something? Amen. So Paul's saying, by what things I've heard and the things I've seen, it has induced me to believe. I am persuaded that if God promised something, he's able to do it. I am persuaded. Amen. He says, he goes on, he says, I am persuaded. Uh, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, bottom line, what he's saying is this, that even all this stuff going on, ain't none of it knocking me off of it. Now, I've taken the time, uh, I've actually even uh, from up here of many times gone through that whole list there, uh, but what I did is I kind of made a Jerry Roberts translation, okay, for these two verses here. So I am persuaded, this is what it means because uh, just through study, I have persuaded that whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden, even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what I mean. I'm persuaded whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden. Even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So the point being, what Paul's bringing out is this. It's out there. The pressure's on. You just have to settle it. That whether things are all going my way at the moment or not, I believe. I refuse to quit. I refuse to back up. Amen. I am an overcomer. I am born of God, called of God, moving forward in God, going to fulfill the call of God. I am born of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Go with me to Philippians. Philippians 1, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philippians 1. Now what's going on, kind of where I'm moving this thing towards right here, is we've got to gain a victory mentality, a victory mindset. Yes. We've got to think victory. I said we've got to think victory. 
You can't think victim. Start thinking victim. What you've done now is you believe then that the worst or the ugly or the bad is what dictates your life. We're not denying the fact that you're dealing with stuff. We're not denying the fact that you got pressure on. We're not denying the fact that something happened that shouldn't have happened. We're not denying the fact that you might have been uh, mistreated, abused, or overlooked, or whatever. We're not denying any of it. But all we're trying to do is bring out, amen, an understanding that you sitting there and wallowing in your victim mentality is never going to help you. It'll cause you to just basically sink. So you're going to have to pull yourself up because I am born of God. The overcomer is on the inside of me. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I am an overcomer. And if I will just release faith, if I will just believe, if I will just press forward, if I will just keep on keeping on, I will win. I will gain my victory. Amen. And not quit. Still with me? Now, something about Paul, you know, as we kind of see there in, in Romans 8, but you also see it here, I believe, in Philippians 1, is a victory mentality. A victory mentality. Not victim, but a victory mentality. All right? And I'm trying to bring these, these, case, these, uh, these texts out because it doesn't deny the fact that you got pressure. You know, we start talking about victory, and then, you know, to say that you're never going to be pressured would be a lie. Because, you know, you, 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 you hear, okay, I got the victory, hallelujah, and then you walk out the door, and the first thing that happens is you lock your keys in the car, and oh, bless God, and then it's like, oh, and, then, and this happens, oh, my God. Then you go to lunch, and somebody rips you off, oh, my gosh, they didn't cook my burger right, they didn't mess up my fries, and oh, my life stinks. And it's been half hour. Anybody hearing me? And you got a life of this. You better kind of get with it. And just because there's pressure don't mean you got to be overcome. Just because there's pressure don't mean you got to get whipped. He's just trying to tell you, listen, you just got to be aware that it's out there. So here's what you do, praise God. You walk in faith. You believe. You press forward. Amen. You stay convicted. You stay assured. You stay confident. Amen. That regardless of how it looks, verse 19 of chapter 1 says this, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to turn around for you. Now, what's going on in context, he's in jail, he's in, I think, uh, he's in, actually, it's, if you read back earlier, you can see he was, he's in chains, so he's in, he's in prison, and um, so he's in prison while he's writing this. So you got a man in prison, writing a church about how it's going to be all right. It's going to be great, things are going to turn around, you know, and so... 
I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope. Look at your neighbor say, great expectations here. <laughs> according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, I love that, as always, with all boldness, as always, with all boldness, as always. I like that. So now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Somebody say, well, uh, that don't sound fun. Well, listen, this is a victory mentality. For to me, <laughs> to live is Christ. To die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this means a fruit from my labor. Yet, well, yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. At the time, he says, I don't know, but within two verses, he knows. Hang on here. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ. Well, who wouldn't? Shackled in a prison or go home to be with Jesus? Hmm. Let me think. Thinking, thinking, huh? So to, you know, to go on home, I mean, you know, it would be, it would be better. A desire to part, be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, it's already shifting here. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Get this. And being confident of this, I know, now he knows that I shall remain and continue with you. Amen. I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, sounds like a victory mentality to me. I said it sounds like a victory mentality to me. All right. Now, I know. Everybody say, I know. Okay, he said, I know. I know this is going to turn around. Now, um, we know that he knows, okay, because he's already been delivered from prison more than once. Come on, somebody. He actually was even delivered from a prison. He's writing a letter to the church at Philippi, and he was in the a prison in Philippi, amen, and was delivered. Come on. Right? Shackled down. The Word says that he was put in, this is in Acts 16, he was put into the inner prison. So we're talking about the place nobody wants to go, shackled down, him and Silas, okay? And so this is a place nobody wants to go. This is not county. This is not minimum. This isn't medium. This is maximum. Hardcore. The inner prison, place nobody. They just throw food down there. You don't even go down there. You're eating with, you know, you're probably eating rats, probably. So these two boys are shackled down with other people down there. Now remember, this man says, I know this will turn out for my good. Oh man, how do you know? How could you say these things? Because I have been influenced by things I've heard 
and things I've seen that I know that nothing will separate me from the love of Christ. And whether I stay or don't, it's all going to be fine with me. But I'm pretty sure I need to stay because you need some help. So I'm okay. Amen. Things are going to turn out. Well, how do you know that, Paul? Well, one time I was shackled alongside my preaching partner. And man, everything looked kind of hopeless and looked ugly. And the two of us thought, you know what? You know, we could sit here and feel sorry for ourselves and mope and grope and boo-hoo and whine and complain. Or we could just praise God. I mean, it's a choice. I said, it's a choice. I could sit here and I could get all upset because life just stinketh. Or I could say, hey, I could choose life here. I could, I could praise God anyway. So what happens? He chose to praise God. So him and Silas, you know, the word says they were shackled down. They began to praise God. The word says they praised God that everybody there heard it. They didn't say, I have a praise in my heart. They got it out. They praised God. I don't know, you know, what they sang. Maybe, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they might have had a certain, you know, uh, you know, song. I don't think Planet Shakers were there yet, so they haven't, you know, made any songs out yet. So, uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, who was all there, who was singing. Maybe just a hymn that from way back. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just made up their own song, praise the Lord. And maybe, you know, they were kind of a little, you know, had a little draw to it. Or maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just kind of a little rhythm to it, you know, and just got the chains clicking together to make some kind of beat. I mean, I don't know, but all I know is they began to sing. Hey, yeah, my God is good, yeah. What do you think, brother? Oh, yeah, baby, my God's good. They just began to praise, and they got going, and the Word says that all of a sudden the ground began to shake, the earth shook, the shackles fell off, the doors flew open. Paul, how do you know that things are going to be okay? How do you know that things are going to turn around? Well, I have been influenced. I've been influenced by things the Spirit of God has said and things that He's done. I know things will turn out. Things are going to be okay. Amen. Things are going to be fine. So if you just don't quit, if you just press in, if you just believe, your means of success is in your believing. Amen. Is in you, amen, not quitting. Can I hear a bigger amen? Amen. amen. You know, I was thinking about uh, just turning things around. Uh, probably won't go to all these, but uh, probably maybe none of them actually. But uh, Jeremiah 31 talks about he changes your mourning into joy, your sorrow into rejoicing. Psalm 30 talks about your mourning into dancing. Amen. Sometimes some of you just need to start dancing. He turns your sackcloth and ashes stuff into gladness. 
Deuteronomy 30 talks about turning your captivity into freedom. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 3 talks about turning the curse into the blessing. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about turning, amen, you know, your adversity into victory. Come on, somebody. 2 Corinthians, turning your setbacks into triumph, turning your stumbling blocks into stepping stones, turning, hallelujah, you in, hallelujah, towards the blessing as the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, hallelujah. hallelujah. Stuff gets turned. So God just says, why don't you believe? Because you've been born of God. Put First uh, John 4, 4 back on the board. I'm actually going to let you out early today. Miracles do happen. Here we go. You are of God little children, and have overcome them. Of course, talking about the world, the world's ways, the world's pressures. Because he who is in you, how many believe he's in you? Is that, I don't know, maybe that's just something we tell our kids. But Jesus is in your heart. You ever, you know, you ever see like, you know, kids, you know, you're teaching kids and and the answer is always Jesus, right? And, and, and who's going to help you? Jesus. Who's in your heart? Jesus. Right? Come on, it's the right answer. But the point is, is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we tell them, you know, Jesus is in your heart. And sometimes I want to go to the adults. Jesus is in your heart. What are you down about? Jesus is in your heart. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. What are you all upset about? Come on. Well, Pastor, no, no, no. Greater is he. Huh? Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Pastor, greater is he. Who's in you than he who's in the world? Well, Paul, how do you know? I'm persuaded. Because I've been influenced. Amen. By things I've heard and things I've seen. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing going to knock me off that. Praise God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by that word. Praise God. And you keep hearing that word, faith just comes. And you get more confident and more assured. Hallelujah. And you believe and you're convicted. And you're a, hallelujah, you are confident that what God has said, He will do. Anybody else in agreement with that today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Hallelujah. What a good God we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, I can do all things through Christ. Now, a year of overcoming. We're overcoming all things. 
I don't care what the pressure is, what the deal is, what the circumstance is, we win. One brother says, I read the end of the book, skipped ahead, read that, and says, we win, so made good for a good reading for the rest of the, amen, hallelujah. Amen. Now, as I said earlier, and I'm going to say it again, if you can believe with just a few verses, a few verses that, that signify or actually maybe best way of saying it, maybe a few verses that reveal that you're going to make heaven your home. And you can believe that even though you've never been there. I don't know, maybe somebody, maybe somebody had a near-death experience. I don't know, that happens once in a while, but even, maybe you've never been there. Most of us probably have never been there yet. And we've, hallelujah, I, I don't know, I never had an angel come tell me I made it. I had a witness on the inside I made it. Come on, somebody. But I never had, you know, somebody, you know, tap me in the middle of the night, wake me up, say, Jerry, guess what? You're in, baby. Amen. Now, I don't know, maybe you had that happen, uh, you know, but most of us probably haven't had that happen. Now, the point being is this, if we can believe that promise, and you should, we could believe any other promise that's in here. So we just need to keep hearing it and keep believing it and refuse to back up and refuse to quit. Amen. And we will gain our victory. We will gain our success. Amen. And we will overcome. And we will overcome. Amen. Look at your neighbor, smile real big, say, you overcome or you. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. So thankful for your word. So thankful, Lord, for this. I thank you, Lord, in this house. Hallelujah. There's a room full of overcomers. Praise the Lord. All those listening and watching by internet, Lord God, overcomers. Praise God. Hallelujah. They're not overcame, they're overcoming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're not under, they're over. Praise God. They're breaking through. Praise God. Coming. Hallelujah. Rising to the top as the head and not the tail. Praise God. Above only and not beneath. Praise God. Father, I give you the praise and glory. Thank you. Hallelujah. That we're believers. And believers know how to believe. Praise God. We believe in your word your ways, your principles, and your promises. And for that, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.